And welcome, rugby fans, to another episode here on the Rugby Rant Run Pass or Kick Interviews. A quick reintroduction. My name is Ty Brogger, your host for today's activities, alongside the familiar face and voice of Rob the Hammer Hammer Schmidt. And of course, we have to introduce the man of the hour, nay, the man of the match, I say, for of course, Rooney, this past weekend, taking top honors in the matchup against Rugby ATL, hot off the field, still reeling with some uh, hamstring issues we had off screen <laughs> prior to this about 30 minutes before. He had to stretch and limber up for this, uh, for this show. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Pleasure to be here. It's awesome for the opportunity to come along and chat to you guys about a bit of code. So, you know, cheers. Well, you know what? It's an absolute pleasure and an honor to be able to have somebody of your wealth of experience joining us on the show. As many of the fans of the Rugby Rant will know, we always uh, try to get some of those great rugby insiders and you have a unique perspective because you've made your way all around the world. And I'm going to take a few moments here to be able to rattle off some of the highlights of your CV so the viewers at home can recognize just who we are talking with. Of course, Mr. Dan Holland's head himself. Um, so you first made your rugby professional step into rugby professionalism, should I say, with Bay of Plenty back in New Zealand. Of course, you're a native of the land there, and that is in the Mitre 10 Cup. Shortly thereafter, going across to France in the Division 2 at Agen, making your way across to the Japanese top league, playing for Coca-Cola before, of course, returning to your homeland with the Highlanders in Super Rugby. And, of course, there is much more rugby in between, but where you are right now is here in Major League Rugby, and we are happy to be able to see that. But before we go any further, it's important we remind our viewers, how does this interview work? To run you through it, I hand it over to my colleague, Rob Hammerschmidt. How you doing, Dan? Welcome to the show. We're going to break it down for the newcomers who don't usually see our show or haven't checked with, in with us in a while. Run, pass, or kick interview style is unique, but it works like this. Basically, we're going to fire some questions at you, and with each question, we'll prompt the question by saying, run, pass, or kick. And Dan, you just tell us what you're going to do. If you decide you're going to run with a question, all it means is that you're going to go and answer the question straight up. Like any good 10, sometimes you got to make, make a break all by yourself. <laughs> sometimes in it, we know that all good 10s sometimes make that tough decision to dish it off to a center or, or one of those big forwards coming off your inside shoulder. And uh, that would be a pass. So you can just pass the question. It means it's too hot to handle. You're going to give it to somebody else. Or you can have a little fun and you can kick it to us. And all that means you're going to put us on the defensive, defensive, put us on the spot. And we're going to answer in your stead. In other words, we're going to answer in, an, in a way that we think you would answer. Uh, and you can okay. grade us out. You can tell us we were shite. We can tell us that we were spot on. Uh, and you can even color it for us a little bit better as the coach and tell us how we should have done it in the first place. So, uh, Dan, are you ready for the run, pass, or kick challenge? Yeah, ready as I'll ever be, I think. So, yeah, let's wrap in. Okay. Well, before we get started, I real quick, Ty, I, I noticed you're wearing something there that is that in honor of Dan's uh, excellent week on the pitch this week? So, this is like the first time we've actually had the man of the match the day after the match, right? <laughs> so in honor of two things, one is Scott, who's behind the scenes, got to be able to represent our team, his team, Rooney, and of course the colors. Um, but most importantly, uh, 
what we do is not possible without great support from our sponsors at therugbyshop.com. In addition to that, they've been able to provide this wonderful gear to us, to us as a team through shopmlr.com. So whether it be Rooney, Nola, or everybody in between, doesn't matter where you get it, but make sure you get that gear. And Shop MLR is definitely one of the places that you can do so. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm happy with this, and I'm sure you would be too. Thanks for the opportunity uh, to share that, Rob. And no worries. And and Dan was wearing that awesome uh, away kit of Rooney, which you can get at Shop MLR. Has all the uh, the burrow, the five burrows, and all the little hovels in New York. It's a pretty. Good I think that's what I love most about it is that little scripture. Yeah. You know, it's got all yeah. that tied yeah. in, intertwined into that identity of the of the jersey. Absolutely. So we're going to get back to Dan, of course, because he's the man of the hour. And again, as Ty said, what a great opportunity for us to have the man in the match the day after he plays such a beautiful game. Um, So we're going to start with the first question uh, on that note. Run passer kicked in. You were man of the match this past week against rugby ATL. Besides throwing a ridiculous dummy to score a try, uh, you had a big day off the foot. Is every day a leg day at the gym for you? I'll run with this. I'll run with this question. Um, no, it's not actually. I, I Legs are probably my least favorite thing to do. So, um, yeah, I'm more of sort of a bench press, bicep curl kind of guy. So being a first five, that's sort of what I need to work on. So, no, but going back to the well, game. Explain the, uh, the, the, the iffy hamstring right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had a bit of a cramp before after uh, after I got it in a bit of an awkward position. So I've come right now. I'm, I'm good to go. But yeah, I think I'll leave the legs alone this week just because of that. So I'll stick on the bench and the bicep curls. But Oh, well, as you can see, we like to be able to have a bit of fun on uh, the run parcel kick interviews. And uh, that's really what it's about is just be able to enjoy rugby together. And uh, if you are the butt of the joke on the occasion, it's all good, right? <laughs> yeah. So let's let's take that that energy and move into the next one here. And I have the honor of delivering this next question. So as I remind you uh, and our viewers, run parcel kick all your options. So here lies the question, Dan. Doing a deep dive into your Instagram, you mentioned on the day of Johnny Wilkinson's retirement, he was, in fact, your childhood hero. Now, here is the important part. Being a Kiwi, interesting that you didn't choose somebody closer to home. You know, obviously, you got plenty to choose from. So here, is it considered as blasphemy in the Southern Hemisphere to choose a Northern Hemisphere star player? Uh, and tell us why is he your hero? Run pass or kick? Um, I want to kick that one back to you, Ty. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't really want to answer just that. Start one, by saying Johnny Wilkinson is not my hero, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, you know, if he's yours. Two thousand and three, of course, the, the the peak. So I got to think about how old you are then, and yeah, it makes sense, right? Um. You know, I suppose the obvious choice would be most people would think it's got to be someone like a Dan Carter, right? Um, I mean, Johnny Wilkinson was a superstar, certainly was. He was an inspiring player on and off the field. What he also did many years afterwards is still incredible and still great. But that kicking style, is that your inspiration? The guy, you know, if he had a one-minute kick clock like we have today, he would never, ever score. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think for me, I think it was just like more around his attention to detail sort of thing growing up. Like he, he seemed like he always, you know, it was a masterclass with Johnny. So that's kind of why I, I looked up to him. But every time um, I think about Johnny, I just think about his spread, feet spread as wide as they could possibly go, his hands praying that he's going to get the conversion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure. I'm sure, as you mentioned in the MLA, he might have a bit of trouble with that shot clock. But yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting addition to to to, to rugby. And here's a follow up though: Was that new and interesting to you? Um, what were your initial thoughts about that sh- uh, that kick clock introduction? Um, I well, I've, I've kind of got into a routine with whoever brings the tea on. I, I say to them, if I'm not moving at the back of my run up. By the time ten seconds clicks over, just just whisper me a ten. Like that's all I need to know. So I know I've got to get a move on because it can be quite annoying when you score. Like when one of the um, boys score a try and they don't give the ball back straight away. Yeah, it's all just taking up time. So yeah, that's probably the uh, but annoying thing about it. But I like it. It speeds the game up. You know, like we we're, mm-hmm. we're out there to test our fitness and test other teams. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. The forwards hate it because they've only got a minute to catch their breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the forwards hate it after a pick-and-go try under the post and there's no kick at all. And they yeah. know they've just got to get up and sprint back over halfway. So. True, true. <laughs> so, you know you know what's funny, Dan, is, is there are two things. Number one, you talked about Johnny Wilkinson's intention to detail. I, I think what even us seasoned rugby fans uh, miss is and, and didn't see at the time, but he's now come out and told us all about – just how much his attention to detail perhaps clouded over his game a little bit, and it sheds some light on the mental side of the game. Uh, and then flowing into that, I love the fact that that we have you on today to give us some insight of that mental side of the game when you're also combating the shot, uh, the kick clock. Right? You not only have to, especially if you're on the wide side of the field, have to navigate. You know putting that ball under pressure, navigating the wind, but then thinking about the fact that you have a little bit of uh, amount of time to prepare yourself mentally for that process. And that can be a bit disruptive. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It's especially after it's been like a well-built up try and you're blowing a bit and you just need a bit of water and a bit of time to just sort of settle yourself down again before you have to focus. So it, it is um, it is a bit of a sort of stressful moment for that, but no, I, I am a big fan of it. I do um, I do like it. So, yeah, hopefully it can flow on to other tournaments and competitions. Yeah, that's good to know. And and maybe some other fly halves out there in the MLR will take note of your position because I think it's a <coughs> welcome addition for, for a lot of fans. So um, getting back to you, though, uh, starting your career with Bay of Plenty, New Zealand at the ripe age of 18, run, pass, or kick, do you think starting at this level so early – has helped you mature on the pitch faster than that of your opponents? Um, I'll run with it. Uh, at the time, probably yes, but looking back, like I, I was quite young, um, thrown into sort of the professional environment. So, um, you know, like I've, I've learnt a lot from it. Like I was nowhere near the perfect player back then and I'm still not today. So I, I think given the opportunity at, at, at that moment, yeah, it was a good thing for me, but you know, a couple more years of development, you know, people have different pathways and, and they go through the systems differently. So there's no right or wrong answer to that, but I'm happy I got the uh, chance when I was at that age, but, you know, hopefully I'd still be where I am today if I, if I didn't. So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. And sorry, Rob, did you want to finish? No, your no, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I just wanted to be able to build on that and talking about, you know, your career thus far, which already has been so prosperous in a relatively short time, you could argue. So let's look back over that career for a moment. And with that in mind, run, pass or kick. Up until now, maybe maybe you can include this show. What is your most embarrassing rugby moment? <laughs> run, pass or kick? I'll kick it to you, Rob. If you can. <laughs> oh boy! Now it's like, what uh, secrets does Rob have? Uh, on me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. see, I, I, well, I, I'm put on the spot. Quite frankly, I don't have any secrets. And Scott, the big guy for our, can't bail me out on this one. Although I, I would love him to, because he seems to have all the secrets on the Rooney guys, but he keeps them pretty close to the vest. Um, I'm guessing, and this is just an absolute guess. Uh, there was something at the post-match uh, event this weekend down there in Marietta, Georgia. Um, you were man of the match, of course. You were being awarded uh, with perhaps a, a, a beverage of some sort. And um, I don't know, maybe it got shaken up and you open it up and it spilt all over yourself. That's just a guess how to do. No, you're close. I actually just drank it normally, but um, um, <laughs> I, that was an gonna be, You're really close, except I drank it full of drugs. Yeah, it was Sunday though, so I drank it with my right hand. You know, can't can't Buffalo. break my hand, so, Yeah. <laughs> um, now, if I'm going to touch on my most uh, embarrassing moment, I was probably I was in sort of the Chiefs under 18s um, uh, set up back when I was at school. And I had a goal kick. It was, I think we were playing the Hurricanes or, or the Blues. It was one of the teams that had a goal kick in front of the post. And I knew soon as the moment it came off my foot, I haven't hit that right. I looked up and it hit the upright, came back and landed perfectly in my hands. So, <laughs> I remember just slamming the ball on the ground and running back. Pretty embarrassed about yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah, like, yeah, I totally <laughs> meant to be able to do that. Like, how amazing is that? Oh, it came back to me. <laughs> yeah. so, so help me, help me on, the, on, on that. I'm going to build on that for a moment. So let's just pause with that idea of kicking right in front of the post. And now these are all unscripted, so you can pass on it if you like. But, you know, there's been a lot of new additions to the laws in, in MLR and for good reason to make the game more exciting, to make it faster, entertaining. You know, you could list and go on. But talking about the kick in front of the post, how do you feel as a kicker, the notion that the uh, two-point conversion isn't required if the ball is dotted down uh, within behind the post, right? Directly behind the post, the line drawing yeah. back. So. That is one half of the question. Second half is, do you care that you don't get the two points? Yeah, well, I'll run with it. Oh, that's what I was going to say. That's the most annoying bit about it. Is it's, well, it's not really the two points. It's that your, your kick percentage sort of comes down because, you, you you know, you're usually 100% <laughs> from straight out in front of the post. So yeah. <laughs> um, that's the annoying thing, that you're going to take all the kicks out, out from here and, it, and the person who scores the try bags the full seven points. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's bad for the percentage, but it's good for speeding up the game like as well. Last year, I was at 100%. This year, it's only 60. What changed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get you. Actually, yeah. you know, I hadn't thought about that angle before. I don't no. think Robin had, yeah. had, and I had actually contemplated that. To be fair, we're both forwards by nature, That's so we right. don't we care don't once think about that at all. Forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I, I haven't reviewed the game from yesterday, uh, and and Robbie Petzer has been a, a guest on our show, so I'm not going dis- right. to besmirch Robbie at all. But you know, uh, it was three nothing Rooney at one point, and 
uh, rugby ATL had an opportunity 25 meters out right in front of the post to tie the game up. And it was, I mean, early on in the match, turning the board over, evening up the score is a really critical piece. And, and Robbie shanked the ball a little bit uh, and he was a, l- a little bit frustrated. So, um, you know, it's, while it's uh while it seems like it's a given, certainly, it, you know, under the pressure can um, even the best of them can, can fold every once in a while or crack, so to speak. Yeah, no those kicks, hit the post yeah. and have it bounce straight back into their hands <laughs> yeah. like Dan Dan. <laughs> I, I understand sort of the mental battle he had, though, because some, sometimes those kicks out sort of just past the 22 slightly to either side of the post are some of the toughest you'll get in the game, you know, like you're expected to get them. And for me personally, I've missed my fair few of those in my, in my time as well. You just look up a little bit earlier because you're slightly worried about it. And then before you know it, it's going to the side of the post. So I've, de- I've been in that position many a time. So... I kind of know the mental battle you go through. Through absolutely. There. Uh, mm. So let's get back to 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 your career a little bit. Um, run, pass, or kick. New York is a long way from New Zealand. What made you choose to sign with Rooney? Um, I'll run with it. I when I was in New Zealand playing for Bay of Plenty last year, I actually caught up with Rick Seletto, who's the CEO here, at a cafe, and um, he sort of presented me with the the opportunity to kind of come over here and, and play rugby year round, um, which I hadn't been doing for the sort of the, the year before that, as soon as I left the Highlanders environment. So I, I sort of took it as a great opportunity to come over here and, and yeah, play professional rugby all, all throughout the year. And if you'd told me, you know, five years ago that one day I could be in New York playing rugby as a professional player, you know, I would have laughed at you. Like, I'd, no one, like, I didn't see it coming. So it's kind of cool that, that the MLRs built this, uh, tournament over here in this competition because it gives people opportunities that you know that they wouldn't have had otherwise. So, absolutely. Yeah. And just a quick follow up: How are you settling in personally in New York? Are you enjoying the experience of a uh, the Big Apple? Yeah, so we're just over the water. We're in Jersey City, New Jersey. So we're just yeah, we just catch a little uh, ferry across or a, or a train or whatnot. But I'm enjoying it. Like the time I have spent out of the uh, apartments and cruising around. Like, it's a pretty lively place. Um, I'm rooming with Big Samu Tawaki, the, the prop. So we get along um, pretty well. And, and it's been it's been awesome. I've been here about six or seven weeks now, and, yeah, time's just flown by. So it's a pretty cool city to live in. So, yeah, looking forward right. to what's, what's yet to come. And you had to, to settle in pretty fast, and it's been a part of that exciting experience, right? And uh, the, here lies the, the the opportunity for me to jump into the next question. So, as you pointed out, uh, rugby in New York five years ago, for most people, wasn't even on the radar, right? And how it's grown so quickly with the MLR involved as well, uh, expanding, has been amazing to be able to see that growth. As you so rightly pointed out, all the opportunities that have come available uh, to to players and staff alike. However, the experience is notably different, right? So let's, with that in mind, let me deliver the next question your way. So run, pass, or kick. Some of our fans might have missed the social media posts from New York, Rooney. Concerning the change of venue and the method of preseason conditioning, was this your first time you had to remove snow from the practice pitch before a warm-up? <laughs> 
I'll run with this because I, I actually wasn't here for that. I, I was oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I was seeing all the Instagram posts on, on the phone and whatnot and watching the boys on our, uh, we use a program called Huddle for all our video um, clips and whatnot. So I could see see all the guys working in sort of a 20 by 20 metre space that that all just cleared off of snow shovels. So it looked like pretty hard yakka. And I turned up here and there was a little bit of snow out the out the window, but it all melted off by the so, time so I got when out. When you rocked up, then I gave you lift some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a little bit left on the side of the training field. Come on, jump, jump, boys. It's not too hard to jump, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it went. So I got lucky. I got very lucky because I, I did see all those posts, and uh, I'm not a big fan of the, the cold, so... Yeah. yeah, it's character yeah. building. Yeah, that's, that's right. team building right there. Yeah, I think it. I think it did. I think it brought the boys together. You know, like we they were forced to kind of move the smoke. They couldn't even train together. Could hardly pass a rugby ball. You know, like yeah. 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 So I, I think in the long run, it's done a good job. Like it's brought the whole group together real well. So, so mm. so I got to ask: Did you tweet? Sorry to miss that, boys. I I wish I could have been there with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, I, I couldn't make it. I got stuck in Hawaii. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> no, I laughed it. I went up because I'm um, Fussy Fuatai, one of the other players in the team, was at the bay with me. So he lives just above me in the apartment, in the apartment building here. So I went up there and I saw his snow boots beside his uh, beside the door. I was like, what are these for, mate? And he's like, oh, you've missed it all, mate. He, he's like, you try wearing sneakers out there. That's excellent. Uh, well, you know, I mean, that's a great thing about rugby. You always come up with great stories. So when you're uh, old like me, uh, you can tell your you can tell your kids something and about your experiences in New York City. Uh, speaking of New York City, um, New York has set up operations in nearby Jersey City. You mentioned that that's currently where you're living. Um, it, there's a gym and a practice pitch in the heart of the community. Run, pass, or kick. How does this setup match the gritty style New York is putting on the pitch? Um, I'll run with it. It's like to put it simply, it's pretty humble. Um, but that's just how we like it. Like we we take great pride out of out of where we train and and like the turf's good and everything, but our little center where we've got our gym and you know the physio and we've got uh sort of dojo mats down there, soft mats for when we do our contact sessions during the week. So there's no hiding in that place and we yeah, we just go to work in there every time we step in there. We we kinda have a theme around being iron workers sort of, you know, changing the skyline in New York just how they did. So we just punch in every day and we go in there and we just, we work hard together. So, um, no, I like it. It's everything we need and, and we just make do. Right. I like that. It's all about the rugby. Just put your head down and get the job done. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So let, let me ask you, let's, let's set the scene here again. Um, so now that you've gotten to know a lot of your teammates there's many different personalities, great mix of characters there, different skill sets. You're captaining a touch game, a touch game in your backyard. Let me ask yeah. you, knowing what you know now, you're the captain. Who's your first pick from your Rooney team? I think you can't go past Luke Hume. Yeah. Um, just the chat that he throws out there and the sort of, you know, mental warfare he'll use on his opponents. So I'd, I'd go <laughs> him, him first. Um, you need a hard worker, so I'd probably go with like a Cara Pryor uh, in there as well. And if I'm going to go, just go for three boys, I'd, I'd top it off. With, I'd probably get Andy in there. Andy, if you need someone who's just going to yap as well. So 
Yeah, I'd go. <laughs> I'd go two guys that can, that can get can they've got the app there, so I kind of yeah. see where you're going. You need attitude in your team, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think, um, well, Luke's got a great step on him, um, but yeah, his chat's definitely a lot better than a sidestep. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a quote of the day: his chat's better than his sidestep. <laughs> uh, let's hope he's not listening right now, right? <laughs> so. Hey, real quick, uh, Dan, we're going to go ahead and um, talk about the people that ha- help pay the bills. And so I want to talk to fans about Tighthead Brewing Company. It is Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers for all seasons. Located in Mundelein, Illinois, there it is. They even have rugby balls, and it's in the heart of Lake County. Owner Brewster and the Tighthead staff will ensure you're kept well hydrated so you don't miss a single scrum. Tighthead's Tap Room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and families can meet, socialize, and enjoy the action of every Major League Rugby Derby that will electrify the 2021 season. Join us for the Week 5 Watch Party as the Utah Warriors take on the San Diego Legion on Sunday, April 17th at 6 p.m. The Watch Parties will happen every week throughout the season up to the Major League Rugby Final on August 1st. Hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, Tighthead Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tighthead, it's worth more than a try. So thank you for, for bearing with us for a moment, Dan. Uh, we, we just got to keep the lights on. Um, but I want to go to a, a, another little game that we play. You know, we talked about head games earlier, so we like to change the pace a little bit, especially to keep uh, fly halves like yourself on their toes. Uh, we do a segment called Quick Tap, and we're just going to give you two choices, and you just got to say what's ever on your mind. Um, and you can't you can't pass or kick this one. You got to answer it, but you can give us you can give a little background if you'd like. All right, so you ready for a quick tap? Yep, yep. All right, you've been in New York for a little bit of time here, a couple of weeks. Better New York food, bagels or pizza? I love the pizza here. Yep, okay. Scott pizza, from, good pizza. All right, so you got to go out with the big guy once in a while, and you got to watch him fold the pie over. <laughs> And eat it like a sandwich, right? Because that's his specialty. Um, okay. And if, you, and if you ever find your way in Chicago with the man, ask him to do it with a deep dish. It's it is absolutely something to behold and watch. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Best rugby play: big hit or great offload? Uh great offload. And you've had a few of those. Hmm few that haven't come off but there's probably one great one in there somewhere <laughs> I love I'm how sure like, and, you're quite humble man like yeah. you know, <laughs> i'm sure mom and dad can talk about a couple you've thrown over the years well, i'm a fly half so we don't usually make big hits so i, I kind of had to go for the offload there all right better day out playing touch or fishing fishing all right what, what's what's the thing to catch in new zealand snapper Snapper. I don't know if you guys, yeah, you guys know what those Snapper, are. Yeah. All right, yeah. okay, sweet. One of my favorites. All right, yeah. more intense player, uh, the butcher or Hanko? Oh, you don't get much more intense than Butch. Um, <laughs> he's a special, he's a special character, and you know I love him to pieces. How the way he trains and the way he acts. So I'd have to go Butch. All right, uh, yeah, you can't go wrong either way. All right, last one, cold. <laughs> Beer on a hot night or hot coffee on a cold night? Definitely a cold beer on a hot night. Yeah. 
Okay, can't go wrong with a cold beer for sure. What's your favorite uh, favorite brew of all time? You got one one go to beer. What is it? Uh, in New Zealand, it's Spates. Okay. Um, up here, I don't mind the cause light. I think they are. I'm pretty sure it's, that's the one. So, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think it's that. I mean, I just drank it and it tasted okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whatever one it was after the game after the win you're uh, a real fun of nice. man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah. that's, again it's 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 all in in, in the fun of it and uh let me you know, talking about new york let's stay on that theme there you, you said about six or seven weeks uh you've had an opportunity to venture into the city run past the kick what's the one touristy thing you knew that you wanted to do when you found out you were going to New York and have you done it yet? I'll run with it. It was too, I'm really keen to cycle through Central Park. Well, I haven't done it yet, but I think I just need to tick that off. So hopefully that comes up and, you know, next day off or the, or the one after, but I'm, I'm pretty keen just to get a coffee, get on one of those bikes and just ride around it. So so, so I gotta ask. I'm a, I, I kind of cycle myself. Are you into? Is cycling something that you do in your off time to to stay fit, or or is it just a, a bit of recreation? No, nah, it's just a bit of recreation. I just, I just think I looked at the park on Google Maps, and it's just too big to walk around. So, um, I think <laughs> I think I'd have to cycle it. Dan, I must say you have a magical way of making things so simple. <laughs> it's probably a like, thing, to be like honest. We're, but, yeah. like we're expecting like a 10-minute insightful speech from you, inspiring <laughs> you to be able to pick up the bicycle and right, right. riding. No, <laughs> quicker than walking. <laughs> yeah, that's too big. I'd rather cycle it. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it, mate. I love it. Especially with these hamstring cramps I've got going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I skipped the leg day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bicycle. That'll make up for it. <laughs> so, Dan, uh, Ty talked uh, about your CV and, and the various countries in which you've plied your trade and played a bit of footy. Um, run, pass, or kick. You have three caps now in the MLR. What strikes you as something the league is doing well, and what can it do better in the future? Um, I'll kick that back to you, Rob, if you want to answer that one. Well, I think one of the things that I've liked that they've they've taken a nice step. Uh, well, they've done a number of things. One of them is the sponsorship. I don't want to get into all the details, but they've taken a huge leap with that. I think the MLR network is incredible. Um, a yeah. lot of people have complained about you know sight lines and and about the commentary, but you know what? It's a great first step. It'll get better as we progress. And um, just to take it back to Dan a little bit, it is a it is tied to a New Zealand outfit, so. Um, I know that the idea behind it is to bring the MLR to a, a wider audience outside the United States and and give the MLR a greater market. So that's one of the things that I've really been happy to see. No paywall. It's free. Um, and yeah. damn it, we have rugby back, which you can't go wrong with, given the last uh, year and change that we've spent without uh, without a lot of sports and in particular the MLR. One of the things it could do better. Um, I don't know. I, um, I, 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 I like where the league is at. I like where it's going. Um, if I had something to add, it would be this. I would like to see two teams in the Midwest and, and that's a purely selfish 
answer on my my part, Dan. I would echo um, that same thing, but I'd be satisfied with just one Midwest team right yeah. now and having a second Canadian side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but the level of competition is continuing and getting greater and greater. But, you know, what I wanted to buy, I wanted to jump in over here, is to your point, Rob, people who are talking about or complaining about the rugby network, the, the the viewing angles and so forth. Let's just remind everybody, you're complaining about something that you once had to pay to view and you're getting it for free. <laughs> you know? mm. So people yeah. always find something to complain about, won't they? Um, yeah, I think for um, myself personally, like all my family's been able to watch it uh, back home in New Zealand. Like it's early morning sort of over there, like 7 a.m. games. So they've had no dramas with it and um, – they enjoy tuning in and watching. I'm pretty sure even my little brother watches a few of the other games too. So, um, yeah, they're, they're enjoying it. They're getting good coverage, so they've got nothing to complain about. Right, and it being free is a perfect way for everybody to be get uh, access to it because, you know, that's going to be one of the first objections. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, they're happy with it. I think, yeah, I think it's obviously a new platform, so there will be some teething issues as they sort of develop and, and make it better. So, no, I just think I think what they're doing is good. So I haven't had any issues with it, so I've got nothing really to complain about. Fantastic, you know. And it, let's let's jump forward again. So, Rob, I just want to make sure I know that uh, uh, I have the next question. Is that right? Yeah, go ahead and take the next one. Yep. Sure. Okay. So, run, pass, or kick. Yeah, you know the rules. New yeah. York has six players with decent legs on them. Who wins in a crossbar challenge between you, Harry Bennett, and Chris Matina? Oh. Tough I'll one. I'll run with it. I'll run with it. Um, I actually beat Chris Matina the other day in a normal goal kick challenge, so he owes me a flat white that I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> getting this week. So I'll just put myself ahead of him. Um, <laughs> All right, eliminate. Nothing, not, nothing against Chris. It's just simply because I haven't got my coffee yet. Um, <laughs> Pay and up. Pay up. Harry's a bit of a perfectionist, so you know I'll give him. I talk, I'll, I'll have a match up with him this week just to settle this. Now that we're talking right. about it, but, you know what? You have to be able to film that, and you must then tag us. We have to be able to see this in real time, and oh, yeah. sorry, in reality, should I say? And, okay, and if I could get a second that, let's get the butch on the camera and with the commentary. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, he can he can give a Mickey like nobody's business. Yeah, get your yeah. best your best attitude, big mouth players. You in that you choose as your lineup, and we need some yeah. some comical commentary. <laughs> All right, we'll get butch and Hume along there. Then <laughs> they can do it. But I'll put Harry ahead of me just because he's a bit of a perfectionist. So I think he just hit the hit it on the dot. So. We'll have that comp this week, though, and, and we'll see who comes out on top. That'll be a bit of bit of, bit of fun, right? I mean, that's exactly yeah, yeah. what it's about. And when you do these type of things, again, it's like team building, uh, healthy rivalry, and competition is what we thrive on when you're when you're you know in sports. So, yeah, exactly. So um, we've talked about some of your teammates, both in an opportunity for a backyard uh, game of touch. And we've talked about some of your teammates in a crossbar challenge. Uh, let's get a little serious uh, about the nature of, of building an MLR team. So run, pass, or kick. The MLR has limited the amount of foreign designated players in the field. Being one of those players yourself uh, that's designated foreign players, what do you think about that rule? 
Uh, yeah, I'll run with it. I I think I'm probably quite used to it. Like I came from Japan where their foreigner rule was, my first year it was three players on the field and in the second year they bumped it up to five just to get a stronger top league leading into the World Cup. I'm pretty sure that was the reason why. So um, I can see the reasons behind it. Um, like it still gives foreign players great opportunities to come over here and, and play competitive professional rugby. So I I can't remember what the number is on the field, but the um, I can see how what and like the reasons why it's there, and it's to grow the American game, which is what this comp's about. Like it's such an untouched market over here, and it's such a growing market that I can see the reasons as to why you'd want to, you know, like promote uh, growing homegrown players as well. So. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, you know, and and Rob has echoed this very same thing, and I know for Scott as well. All three of us in the rugby round have said this in different versions. But rugby on a global scale will be better when the US and Canada are competing at higher levels. Um, and you know, it, there's a win-win for everybody, is what I'm trying to say. But as you so rightly pointed out, there's there needs to be certain steps, and there needs to be a foundation that's laid. Um, and it's great to be able to hear from perspective that you had in Japan, where these type of regulations are already in place with the motivation in mind that they're developing players to reach higher levels and greater success at World Cup level, which, of course, Japan did. Yeah. Yeah. So let me jump into the next question here, Dan. So... Uh, I'm going to ask you to step into your uh, your figurative time machine for a moment, and uh, let's imagine we're fast forwarding to August first, and it is the MLR Shield final. Rooney is there, run, pass, or kick. Who is there with them? LA, run. I'll run. I'll just go LA. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Specifically, because I'm looking forward to going up against uh, Matt Gitter if I get the opportunity. <laughs> And there'd be nothing better than sort of, you know, going up against someone like that in a final. And of course, right. Rooney would come out on top. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, so I, I, let, let me ask you, you choose, you, you mentioned Gitto, right? Obviously great history uh, uh, of success for him. Amazing rugby CV. Is that why you say that? Or is there something like, okay, this is like my, my, my measurement here. Like if I, if I want the opportunity to compete at the same level on the same field as this guy and walk away saying, gotcha. <laughs> oh yeah, a little bit. I just think it's, you know, I grew up watching him um, for so long and, you know, he's a bit of a magician. So it'd be awesome just to go against them as, as many times as, you, as I sort of can up here. So. Is it really about testing yourself against somebody of that caliber or are you saying that you wouldn't if you walked away being the victor, think in your mind, go, wow, that was pretty cool. I beat Gitto. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, you probably nailed it on the head. Like, I, I just think it'd be pretty cool just, yeah, to go up against them in a, in a final. Like, it'd be uh, on a personal note, it'd be pretty, um, yeah, pretty awesome. So, yeah. And you're not alone. I, I guarantee you, you know, Gitto, Cooper, you know, you can go from the map, you could pick all these names that are, that are spread across the league, not only with the Giltinis and, and, and it is inspiring for a lot mm. of players, especially in a position like yourself. You said, I, I watched this guy play at the highest levels. You know, I, when I looked at him, I may have inadvertently modeled some of my play or looked at his style uh, as inspiration. So then to be in the same field, 
it's kind of one of those great moments I would imagine where you're like, man, you look around, you go, isn't this crazy? Yeah, I'll probably ask him out on the field if I can grab a photo with him afterwards. Like that's how um, crazy, <laughs> crazy. Like, on the field. Like, listen, listen, it's a lineup. Quick picture, quick picture. <laughs> so, so, so I, then I got to ask a quick follow up. So, so let's take this one step further. Let's say it is Rooney that's victorious in the final. Uh, your shirt that you're wearing, do you offer to trade with him? You're gonna do you trade away your victory Ooh. jersey. That's a tough to one. That fits his jersey. Um, no, I don't think you would. Not if you were victorious. Um, if it was the other way around, I'd, I'd probably look into it. But if no, if <laughs> yeah, but he, you're, you're, you're sleeping with that for the rest of the year, you know. Like. <laughs> you know what would be more awkward is when he goes no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I, I think uh, when I just uttered the words that Rooney wins the the, the final, uh, he just um, well he'll need to clean up after himself here in a moment. But uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next question. Uh, most likely, New York will not have fans in attendance at its first home match this Sunday. Run, pass, or kick? How will that impact or affect the team as they take the pitch? Um, I'll run. Well, we. I sort of, you know, like we, we never had any fans down there when we played San Diego in Vegas for the first game. Um, that was kind of a, a, a weird setup down there in, in Vegas. So I, I think, like, oh, and like my own experience was back in the Mitre 10 Cup last year for the first two rounds, I think New Zealand was still in a level three lockdown. So um, we never had fans for the first two weeks there. So I, I think... It doesn't affect the team too much. As much as we love having our fans there and love making noise, it's not unless there's a stoppage in the game where you actually look around it and you look at the crowd and, and you realise that there, while the game's going on, you're sort of focused on what's happening happening around you. But uh, as soon as we can welcome fans back, it'd be awesome because I've heard there's a lot of loyal fans here in, in New York that just love rugby. So uh, once it does open up, it'll be awesome. But for the time being, I think we've just yeah. got to get the job done. On, on on top of that that note there, you know, rugby fans want to be able to view rugby close to home and be able yeah. to support their team in person. And we truly do hope that that will come for every team in the league shortly. But especially for a team like Rooney, who who unfortunately, because of the, the cancellation of, of the majority of the 2020 season, didn't even get a home match. Um, mm. So they've been waiting very, very long. And we hope that, uh, you know, that opportunity will come along for them. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, we've got one last question for you, and 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 let me just say it's been an honor, and privilege to be able to ask you some questions and talk a little bit about life in rugby, Dan. Um, su- such a such a great player, and I wish you all the best. Except maybe a little skip when you play Nola the next time, but nevertheless, um, <laughs> hamstring uh, pulls immediately. <laughs> well, I don't I don't wish you will, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Just a temporary injury. Like you, you can walk fine after anything. the game. <laughs> no. So, so run faster, kick. What is your final score prediction for this weekend's match? Handicap it for us. Um, I'll run. I'm hoping I'm going to pick 32-20 to Rooney, obviously. Um, and it's actually a pretty special game for me because I'm hopefully going up against Jason Robertson who was at Bay of Plenty with me two years ago, and we actually flattered together. So, 
Oh, wow. Um, okay, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, so well, we've both been looking forward to this game for a while. I, I know he got injured in the first round, so hopefully he makes it back. And then another one there, Mungo Mason, he was actually my um, high school captain. He captained our first 15 when I was at Fantastic. high school. So, yeah, there's a few connections there. For, so I'm looking forward just to welcoming, welcoming them into New York this week. And, yeah. And then hopefully we get the result against him. If we if we don't, I'm sure I'll hear about it. But it's all uh, right. And, it's all and part of it. Another yeah. great reason um, why the MLR is quite unique and so special right now is that you can have players from abroad come in and they're like permeated through throughout the league, and then you've got these unique ties to players that you know you can be. I mean, like here's a guy, Bay of Plenty, New Zealand playing now in Rugby United New York. Never thought that was going to happen. As you mentioned five years ago, you would never have thought that was possible. Now you're playing with your old high school captain, an old teammate from Bay of Plenty, opposite teams, of course. But isn't that kind of wonderful, what personifies rugby and the the the, the uh, unique aspect that it has here? And, of course, why rugby is so special that you can travel the world and still find friends. Yeah, I think like even if we break it down further like this, so there's Jace Robertson and then there's Joe Johnson at the New England Free Jacks as well. And we're actually in Plenty, we're from the same rugby club, like a small town called Tapuki. So we actually all play oh, together. Yeah, smaller, smaller and smaller, yeah. Smaller. We're, we're, this is like a, a tiny little country town sort of thing where, where I'm from. So we, um, yeah, we, we played together way back there and now we're over here and we'll run into each other in the weeks to come. But yeah, it is pretty special like that. Um, Man. If, you, if somebody awesome had the time on their hands, and there is somebody out there, there's always a guy out there who has that time on his hands, and try and draw and connect the dots with every player in the league, and it probably will come down to a handful of clubs in, in each country, you know? Um, yeah. and, it, and it is wonderful to see how unifying the sport is and how it connects cultures from across the globe who ha- share a common passion. And, and that's at the end of the day why we do what we do and certainly why you do what you do. And what we like to be able to do as well before we head on out is we've now completed our line of questioning for you is to be able to hand the ball, so to speak, to you, Dan, and give you the floor so you can send a shout out to friends, family, present a special cause, whatever you want to do. The floor is yours. Let us know. No, yeah, I'll just probably start off with all my family back home watching. Um, thanks for all the support. They comment on every um, MLR post or, or, you know, New York post. So thanks for watching. Thanks for the support. And, yeah, just be home soon. Fantastic. Yeah, family always with you, right? And then uh, always great to be able to have that type of support no matter where you may be. And when we talk about support, it's important to be able to uh, remind you what we do here on the Rugby Rand is to be able to support the growth of Major League Rugby. And we plan to do that by growing rugby one fan at a time. We do that with your help. So if you want to learn more about us, what we do, and continue enjoying episodes like this on the Run, Pass, or Kick, which we do each and every Monday evening on 8 p.m. CST on our page on Facebook. You can get us on Twitter. You can get us on Instagram under the handle at RugbyRantPod. You can like, subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do everything you know you need to do to keep us uh, going and moving forward. And, of course, sharing the game that we love so much. Of course, rugby and the MLR. So from myself and on behalf of our sponsors for the rugbyshop.com, chopmlr.com, and Tighthead Brewing, I want to be able to thank you, the viewer, for tuning in. Thank Dan Hollinshead and, of course, the Rooney Organization for allowing this 
opportunity to be able to be shared together. Dan, uh, it truly has been wonderful to be able to have you. And uh, I do want to remind you, you have promised a challenge with uh, uh, with Chris and uh, and Harry. Well, no, you yeah. actually you eliminated Chris. He's not good enough, right? Yeah. He'll be he'll be part of it. He'll be part of it. But I'll put another coffee on the line. You can be the camera guy. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, I just gotta warn you: uh, when when people don't follow up with their promises, Scott has been known to eat some backs all by themselves. So, you know, just watch out. Okay. Just, just right. quickly before continue. Can I just just quickly before um, we sort of go. Uh, just shout out to Butch, uh, Dylan Fawcett and his family. Uh, they had a little baby over the over the weekend just before the game and he showed his commitment to come down and, and play the game. And then just today, Uppy, our uh, Fijian winger, he's had the uh, birth of a little baby back home in Fiji. So shout out to them. Congratulations. Good news all around. We love to be able to hear that. And again, that's why we do what we do. And 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 I want to again thank you and our viewers, and of course Scott, who's running everything in the background, background, uh, who's the eternal Rooney supporters fan. And make sure that you tune into the Rooster Boosters, where you can get even more in-depth interviews from Scott, where he will tackle uh, the interesting topics with another Rooney player each week. Uh, so, from myself, Ty Braga, the host of today's activities, alongside Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, of course, again on behalf of Scott Ferrara and Dan. Holland's head. We thank you for tuning in to the Run Parcel Kick interview here with your team at the Rugby Rant Podcast, and we will see you at the next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park